1: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing studio. It's Jimmy B and T C on seventeen hundred K B G G. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. All right, everybody, welcome
2: back. We go till three o'clock today. It's always fun when Zupma gente decides. Uh, I'm tired. I don't want to do anything at ESPN. I'm going to go on a real radio show for a change. <laughs> <laughs> and he joins us right now on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. That's probably the best uh, lead-in you've ever gotten, Zub.
3: No question. I will tell you, you guys love college basketball. I'm going to give you a blast in the past. In about a half hour, I'm actually here at work right now. In about a half hour, you guys remember this name? We're going to be interviewing Kenno Medela. Do you remember him? What, what's the name again? Hanno Medela. Played at Utah. Yes. Yes. Uh, good. Look at you. He go. was actually the guy that um, essentially was the go-between, the conduit for Lowry marketing. Uh, obviously, wow. coming over from Finland, he was the last great Finnish superstar played in the NBA with Atlanta. He was even drafted, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, and he sort of was the guy that navigated uh, marketing's recruitment when they had questions. His final three were Utah, which of course was an N-O school, as Trent mentioned, North Carolina. In Arizona. Of course, we all know he ended up at the latter. So we're looking forward to talking to him, just sort of seeing what it was like, what kind of player he developed into, how he did it, and what the reaction back home is. On the,
2: on the national stage, with the carnage that took place this past weekend, especially Nova and Duke, on the national stage, like where you are, what was the fallout like?
3: I don't think there was a tremendous amount of people surprised by Wisconsin. I really don't. I think the South Carolina thing was completely different. I will tell you this, though, and uh, I think Trent heard me say this yesterday when I was on the other program, and that is, um, first for Wisconsin, I mean, obviously, I think everybody sort of realizes that, um, you know, a blip is a blip. A month ago, they were in the top ten. I mean, they were were ranked a month ago. You know, I mean, they were a really good team a little over a month ago. Obviously, now the tournament's actually going a little bit. But, you know, it wasn't that far removed from a top ten ranking. They struggled toward the end of the season. They lost them games against unranked teams, which obviously hurt a little bit. But even with all those skidding marks toward the end, they ended up making the Big Ten championship game. I think a lot of people believe that maybe they weren't as under as much as Wichita was, but they certainly had a gripe as to where they were seeded. Jay Wright himself said that it was the best eight seed he had ever seen. This was before they actually played the game against Wisconsin because I think he saw his draw and said to himself, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. to get to the second weekend we're going to have to beat Wisconsin. And right was unfortunately those words were prophetic, that he was proven right. On the Duke thing, I think a lot of people were surprised. The second half output, South Carolina scored 65, all that sort of stuff. But I will tell you this I was working with Dockich on Saturday and Sunday. We did the Sunday late night, Monday morning wrap up show with, uh, with uh, Dockich and Sean. And the one thing that Dockich said was, you know, his son plays at Michigan, Andrew. And he basically said, when he talks to the Michigan staff, when they say who's the toughest opponent. He played this year. And remember, I mean, you're taking all the Big Ten teams into account, whatever Michigan did early on in the season, and Dockett said their staff will no question tell you the toughest team Michigan played all year was their game with South Carolina. So that says something. Also keep in mind, Jim, if it wasn't for the HB2 bathroom bill, that game probably wouldn't have been in Greenville. Correct. Probably would have been in North Carolina. You had a very eclectic crowd there. You had Duke fans. You had South Carolina fans who woke up Friday morning, hadn't had a tournament win in 44 years. Now they've got two and three days. Between 90 minutes and two hours from their campus, you know they were going to show up. And there were North Carolina holdover fans that were going crazy every time South Carolina scored. Mm-hmm. So it was such an eclectic mix of people watching it. I'm not saying Cinderia Thornwell is any of those guys on Duke, but is there any question who the best player on the floor was? You can make an argument Thornwell's been the best player so far through two games in the NCAA tournament, and it stands to reason that the SEC Player of the Year did not play for Kentucky or the Gators. The SEC Player of the Year played for South Carolina, and the only reason Frank Martin is there is because he couldn't take it anymore at Kansas State, right? They told him, you're never going to be able to win at South Carolina. His situation, as you guys know, is so bad in Manhattan that he had to get out of there, and it's proved to have been wonderful for him. Mm Mm-hmm.
4: 65 second-half points from South Carolina. That's nuts. Absolutely stunning. We knew there were some deficiencies in Duke, but didn't expect it to happen there. You know, as you go through here and and you look at the bracket now with no Duke, no Nova in the east, uh, over in your neck of the woods up in the northeast, Madison Square Garden, I'm going to guess the ticket brokers aren't real pleased not having Nova and Duke in town. Instead, it's going to be Wisconsin, Florida, Baylor, South Carolina. Who's going to own the building? What fan base is going to be able to make their way to MSG and, and fill that thing up?
3: It's a good question, but I'll tell you why. I think you're going to get some good representation from all four schools. I know, obviously, to your point, it's not going to be Duke-Nova. Nova could have just driven up by 95. And Duke, to a lot of people, you know, Jay Williams will tell you this. I mean, they consider that their home. Like, they consider that their second home away from Cameron and door. But the coaches you just mentioned, are specifically the schools you just mentioned, Trent, all four of those coaches, none of them has been to the Final Four as the head coach. So somebody is going to go to the Final Four for the first time. The best story is Mike White, because this is actually his first NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're talking first NCAA tournament, perhaps going to the Final Four. That's amazing. He obviously played in the tournament as a player at Ole Miss. I'm just talking about as a coach. This is the first time he's coached in the NCAA tournament as a head coach, and he could end up taking a team the final four. So I think each of those four teams has that hanging uh, in the balance. I think Baylor would be an amazing story just because of what Scott Drew has been able to do uh, over the long haul considering what he's taken over. We've talked about that uh, before. And the other two schools are are excellent. They're great stories in and of themselves. So I think just the fact that one coach is going to break through to do something and experience something he never has before will make it worth the wait. And I think you're going to see good representation Uh, From all the schools, because to be honest with you, uh, one of the best reasons to travel for a situation like this is that there's no clear-cut team. Like, at this particular point, I don't think any of these teams, the way that they've played, sit there and think, oh, well, our ride's about to come to an end. I think they all believe that they have a legitimate chance to get out of that bracket. It's not exactly the South bracket, right? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, Let's go to the the West uh, in San Jose, Gonzaga, West Virginia. Xavier, Arizona. Where are you going there?
3: You know, I picked Arizona to win it, so I'm going to go with Arizona all the way through there. I think it's great. It's the reunion with uh, Sean Miller and his old program. Xavier played great. I think a lot of people are stunned that Xavier is here. Mm -hmm. I think of all the 16 teams, if you were to rank them 1 to 16, how surprised are you that they're there? I I wouldn't fault anybody if they put Xavier close to the bottom or at the very bottom only because you want to talk about the rut that Wisconsin was in. You want to talk about the rut that some of these other schools were in coming into the tournament, coming in not particularly hot. Xavier had been on a six-game slide. They lost maybe two of their best players, two of their best three, four players in Sumner and Davis. Max is a great coach. He really is. It's just a matter of time. I think if he wants to leave Xavier, there will be a chance to leave Xavier. I don't know if he wants to. Maybe it's just perfect for him. But I think, much like his predecessor, who we will see uh, this week, I think he has proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's an outstanding coach. Um, and I think a lot of people are very surprised to see them where they are. I think for Gonzaga, at the end of the day, I just think this is a different Gonzaga team. It's so easy to say that until they get there. But they have a kid named Zach Collins who could be their first one and done. They haven't had a one and done player. And to me, it's just one guy, and he may not be a one-and-done. Maybe he elects to come back. But the idea that Gonzaga can even have one of those guys is a sign that they may be little in stature and out there in the Pacific Northwest and doing their little thing. To me, that's a clear-cut sign that they are becoming, a, you know, not close to Kentucky or Duke, who basically have multiple one and done, they really the only programs that can go tit-for-tat with one and done. But just to get that sort of player, see, the difference is like Wichita doesn't get that sort of player, right? Mm -hmm. Wichita just builds, 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 has great consistency. Gonzaga's sort of reaching now and getting those sort of guys that are looking at those other schools, which we all expect them to look at. Um, I like Gonzaga to come out of the region just because I've always been a believer. You know, I mean, obviously, i am taking Arizona, but I, I wouldn't be shocked with Gonzaga only because much like Arizona, I don't know if you guys subscribe to this philosophy, and that is I think if you're a good enough coach and you have a good enough program, you'll eventually get there. The best example is Jay Wright, right? I mean, he's a great coach. It just didn't work. It just didn't work. The draws weren't perfect. And then the stars just aligned to sort of validate that he was doing a good job, which most people already knew. That's either going to happen, in my opinion, four Mark Few or Sean Miller, both been knocking on the door of the final four. Both have been legit. And I believe, I really believe, like in any walk of life, it's not even the final four. If you're pretty good at what you do in your job or in your life, at a certain point, you're going to get the break you're looking for. It may come a lot later than you think, but at a certain point, it's just going to even out. And I just feel for one of those two, I think it's going to be Arizona, but for one of those two, the time has arrived.
4: Zubin, 16 teams left. You've got to win four more games to cut down the nets in Phoenix and be the title holder. Of the 16 left, how many of those can win four straight in your estimation?
3: Wow, that's a great question. I mean, at this particular juncture, you know, you look at a team like West Virginia. I think anybody that gets West Virginia is just in for it. But it's a flip of the coin. That's like saying anybody that gets Virginia – is in for it. Well, really? I mean, the last time I saw Virginia, they scored 17 points in the first half, but right. I'm not mistaken. He scored 39 in the game and got eliminated. So it's easy to say, well, West Virginia is just a mashup nightmare. Um, but, you know, I think on a great night, they can frustrate anybody. But on a bad shooting night, it might not work for them. UCLA is another team. I mean, if UCLA is forced to play at a slower pace, how much is that going to disrupt them? Mm-hmm. Um, are they going to have the defense to hold back teams. So I think it's very difficult to answer from a numerical perspective. But to to answer your question, Trent, even the teams that you would look at as a lock, like, oh, UCLA could easily win four in a row. If they get themselves into a situation where they're going to have to make some stops in the second half of the game, or they simply get themselves into a situation where a team is going to impose their will and make them run a half-court offense – then suddenly they go from being an easy lock to win four in a row or could win four in a row to a team that's just flush with freshmen, one senior, the coach's kids, and a lot of problems. So I think a lot of times you can easily say, oh, Kentucky can do it. They have so much talent. But we've seen Kentucky lay an egg in a couple of situations. Mm-hmm. We've seen Carolina. North Carolina, I have no idea how that game was as close as it was against Arkansas. Mm-hmm. They're, they're yeah. liable to play one of those sorts of games. So – I think even the teams that do would feel very comfortable trend advancing, I think everyone has got something in their game that could easily say to themselves, you know, it just wasn't there. And, and I think the best example, like I said, is, is Virginia. You look at Virginia and you say, oh, boy, even if we win, it's not going to be easy. And you saw what happened to them in their second-round game against Florida. I think every team in this tournament, not to be such a downer, but I think every team in this tournament –
2: has a gun in them. Sue Mahente is our guest. You're listening on the Draft House 50 Hotline. I have Purdue beating Kansas. And I know it's at the Sprint Center in Casey. I know it's going to be like a home game. But you, with what you saw the first couple of games out of the Boilermakers, you got to give Purdue a 50-50 shot here, right?
3: Absolutely. I mean, I mean... I mean, the, the main question is who on Kansas is, is going to stand in there and stop Swannigan? I thought, you know, to me, the Iowa State game, you know, against Purdue was easily one of the best teams of this tournament so far. Maybe it didn't start that way. Second half was tremendous. Burton was tremendous. Haas was tremendous. Swannigan is tremendous. Morris, you know, I love Morris. He was tremendous. It's just one of those things where if any if any team says this is our guy that stops Swan again. Call them out on <laughs> Because no matter how good Kansas is, no matter how good any of these teams are, there isn't anybody in the country that you can just say, okay, you got him. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. Now, I do think to a smaller degree, because he's a smaller player, you could have an easier time. I don't know if you guys would agree. I think you could have an easier time corralling Crank Mason III than you would corralling. Caleb Swanigan, and this is just a simple simple factor of size. I think you can get somebody that can maybe go stride for stride with Mason, maybe not as explosive. It's just going to take an incredibly wide body with an amazing amount of strength to be able to corral Swanigan. But how about two national player of the year candidates meeting this early? I think this is really intriguing. They're not going to be guarding each other for obvious reasons, But I don't think you, I think it's pretty rare to see this many player of the year candidates, these two guys meeting not
4: in the Elite Eight or beyond, but meeting in the Sweet 16. I think it's actually a really cool angle. Zubin, uh, before we run out of time. Want to talk some baseball with you. Mm-hmm. Last night, great game in the World Baseball Classic. You got the Netherlands with all their uh, guys down the old Netherland Islands, <laughs> uh, down in the Caribbean. They were out there playing outstanding. Bert Blylevin, the manager yep. of the team, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Puerto Rico gets it done in extra innings. And then tonight, USA against Japan for the second spot in the championship game. To us, we've talked about it. It seems like there's more buzz here. Is the World Baseball Classic finally catching on?
3: Yes, but there's still a ways to go. It's catching on because Manfred wanted it to catch on. But until Bryce Park, Mike Trout, and Clayton Kershaw play for Team USA, okay. I'm not going to consider it there. And I completely understand with the D.D. Gregorio situation. I completely understand why people don't want their people to play. When you watch the highlights of the early rounds in Japan, they take it incredibly seriously. When you watch the Dominican fans, the Puerto Rican fans, they take it tremendously seriously. Um, The United States in a lot of things, in a lot of things where people wear the red, white, and blue across their chest is a proud moment, but it's one of those things where you know those teams, those other countries are fielding their absolute best for the most part. There's always an aberration here and there, but those other countries are putting their absolute best out on the field, uh, and we're not, and I think that's a little bit of an issue. Um, it's, it's amazing to think that those three guys aren't on the rosters, but you completely understand why. So until there is a total buy-in, in my opinion, from Major League Baseball, maybe this is where Manning is going to have to exert a little bit of his will, I don't think it's going to be the tournament that people think it could be. Now, the United States has never medaled in the World Baseball Classic, so I think it's very important for them to at least medal. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe if they don't medal, it's enough impetus to get some of these other guys to come and play and do it. But I think the biggest thing is, look, there's a reason the finals are in Los Angeles. There's a reason it is where it is. The United States has the infrastructure that a lot of these other countries don't. But we're the one country that's sort of lagging behind in terms of the intensity we're bringing to the table. I'm not knocking anybody on Team USA or anybody with Jim Leland. They're doing an unbelievable job. But until we get total buy-in it's very hard to say that this has the gravity that it does. I mean, can you imagine uh, the best soccer players in the world just saying, you know, I'm just going to bypass the World Cup. (laughs) But no, of course not. And I'm not not equating this to the World Cup. The World Cup and the Olympics are events unto themselves. But if you truly want to be representative and global, I think the United States has to get on board with everybody else. But to be honest with you, if I owned a team, I'd be 100% okay if these guys didn't want to play. So it's tough. But when your biggest country, your biggest draw, the biggest TV rights holder, I mean, everything is bankrolled in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. by the United States in terms of infrastructure. The commissioner has a lot of power in an American professional sports league like Major League baseball. Until the U.S.A. totally buys in, it's not going to reach its potential. And I'm afraid I don't think all the U.S. guys will ever buy in for the obvious reasons stated above. If I'm paying you seven figures I need you healthy from April through hopefully October. I can't have you tweaking your knee in a game in March. Um, That doesn't mean anything. And I think there's just too many players who eventually will decide that's probably the right thing to do, even if it's not the best thing to do to grow the game.
2: But my argument to that would be, look, you could have Bryce Harper or Mike Trout turn an ankle playing their defensive position in right field or center field In a spring exhibition game, just as they could do it playing in the World Baseball Classic, it's still the same injury, and it took place in a meaningless game.
3: Hundred percent with you. Hundred percent with you. But I think in this particular case, you want to feel like you have control of the player, and I think in a lot of situations, for example, I'm just you know, you know, um, if uh, if you want Bryce Harper to go from first to third. In a situation in the World Baseball Classic, 100%, he could tweak his ankle from going first to third mm-hmm. in the grapefruit league, too. But I think you want to feel like, whether it's accurate or not, and I agree with you, Jim, teams just feel like when the players are under their control or under their proverbial thumb, that they can deal with the consequences or the fallout. Man, I knew we should have lifted him in the third inning. What was he doing out there in the fourth inning? Teams can kind of beat themselves up on that. But I think it's just like you know, it's like having a kid. At a certain point, you just have to let them go and hope they make the right decision. <laughs> yeah. And this is sort of like having a kid, letting them go play the WBC and handing them off to a different group of parents and hoping they take care of them. I agree with you. If a guy were to suffer the exact same injury in spring training as in the WBC, I think teams can say, well, this is on us. We should have arrested him. We shouldn't have even put him on the bus to go to this game. Whereas when you put somebody out there and you're totally out of your control, I think you just sort of feel a little bit more guilty. From a human perspective, I 100% wholeheartedly agree with your point. But I think a lot of teams feel like in the paranoid world of professional sports, as long as we've got our arms wrapped around this guy, we control what happens to him.
2: It's always great, pal, having you on the show. Terrific perspective, as always. Have a great – oh, quickly, uh, you got 30 seconds. Who's your final four? Or do you still have teams in your final four?
3: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I really feel strongly about, really, is Arizona winning and only because I just sort of feel like their road is there. And I truly believe, not to come full circle, but as you know, Jim, we always like to do that in interviews. I believe that there is a guy. I don't believe there's a player that can match up with Mark. And uh, Arizona assistant Joe Pasternak said it the other day. He's a a once-in-a-generation player. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not hyperbole. I think that is absolutely, legitimately the case. And can you imagine? He may go pro. But can you imagine if he comes back and teams up with DeAndre Eaton next year? Right. What could be the case? Remember, it's the 20th anniversary of Arizona's championships and a little karma, the Final Four, is in Arizona. Wow.
2: Great stuff, pal. Thank you, Zubin. Have a great day. Always, guys. Take care. See you. There you go. Zubmahenta, ESPN, it's fun to get him on the show. At least now he is appearing on a first-class radio show. No, you think so, huh? That Mike and Mike crap, come on. He yeah. can't, can't hold a candle to us. <laughs> Something like that.
4: Yeah. Certainly like their salary. <laughs> I like the salary. I, I think yeah. I can handle that. I can handle that.
2: Yeah. Jimmy B. at DC, we're coming back, everybody. The Big Talker, 1700.
1: The Big Games, play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700
4: KBGG. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small. Flat roofs, sloped or pitched.
3: Hello, human. It's me, your dog. I I know your car battery died, so you couldn't make it home on time, but I just wanted to let you know that everything is a okay (laughs) I I made you a couple presents.
0: You know, the kind you pick up in a plastic bag? Yeah, I put one right on your pillow. I figured that'd be the best place for you to find it. Also, the couch needed a little shredding, so I took care of that, too. Also, I ate the mail. Who's a good boy? (laughs) I am. I am.
1: Make sure you'll be there. Get a car battery test today. Find a location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate batteries, outrageously dependable.
5: At Mattress Firm, we admit we have lots of sales, but this is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity so big, even we're impressed. Save up to 70% off famous name brands. Plus, take up to $2,000 off floor models from Sealy, Tempur-Pedic, and others. Everything must go to make room for the next generation of sleep products. So don't miss this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to sleep and save like never before. Only at Mattress Firm. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com. Last circulars. Product offer and prices may vary in Hawaii.
6: Menard's radio, code R171204. The title is Sale 12A, 30 Second Radio. At Menards, home improvement means saving big because right now you'll get an 11% rebate on everything in the store, including thousands of sale items. Whether it's simple updates or large renovations, you'll save 11% on all of it. Now's the perfect time to finish those projects and get ready for the next big thing. Stop waiting and start saving with an 11% rebate on everything now at Menards. Sale ends March 25th. Some exclusions apply. See store for details.
0: Save big money.
4: Trey in here, and I want to tell you about our great friends at Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. If you're looking for basketball, you're not going to find a better place in the metro than Draft House 50. Big screen TVs across the bar, sound on for the local games, and great brews to go along with it. Don't forget about the food. Classic bar food with an upscale style and a tap system like you've never seen before. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
1: Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing, new approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates supply in second year. Pro-rated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, on a return on fees and conditions. Apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 K BGG live from the Wolf Construction Studio sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
2: All right, everybody. We continue to roll on. Great having Zubin on. It's always a lot of fun with him. Uh, Derek Young is coming up, what, in about 8, nine, ten minutes right in there? 11. 11 minutes. Okay. <laughs> from Iowa Scout. We'll get into a lot of stuff with him. All right, I missed it by a minute. My bad. You know, it's so funny because we're sitting here and we're discussing the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. And how uh, excited you and I both are about watching that game tonight. Uh, what's the uh, format on that? So they played Japan tonight. Yeah. And then what happens after
4: that? If they win, they'll move to the championship game tomorrow night against Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Okay. Last last night? Night. night?
2: Yes, An extra innings against the Netherlands.
4: And who came up with the game winning hat, Jimmy B?
2: I didn't see it.
4: Minnesota Twin, Eddie Rosario. Oh, how did I know it would be a Minnesota Twin? It might be the highlight of the Twins. Probably <laughs> will be. <laughs> oh boy.
2: I know. Oh in the game played in March. <laughs> ah,
4: we got a long baseball season. Yeah, you do, pal. Us. You do. So I wanted to uh, talk here. we got a, a few minutes before we welcome Derek in. We're going to talk. He was y- there yesterday for Kirk Ferentz's press conference. We're going to talk a lot of... Hawkeye uh, football with him, but I wanted want to just talk a little hoops with you. Okay. And uh, I, I came up with some numbers here. You know I am uh, very much a Fran McCaffrey supporter. Yes, you are. I think that uh, there are times unfairly, even from the Iowa fan base, he has mm-hmm. looked at. Maybe some negativity comes his way. Are there things about Fran that annoy me? Substitution patterns, right. late-game situations, timeouts, automatically following your guy out with two fouls in the first half. Yeah, there are plenty of things, and I think that goes for, for most people. You I think know, everybody has you, their, their pet peeves. Right. You watch a guy for yeah. a number of years, there are going to be things that, that can annoy you, mm-hmm. Fran. But there is a big one going into next year. You know, we've we've kind of peeked ahead a little bit at the Big Ten next season, and, and in my estimation, Iowa, Northwestern, and Minnesota are going to be the three favorites in the Big Ten next year, something that has never been uttered before. There has never been a year ever ever in Big Ten basketball yes. where the favorites were Iowa, Minnesota, and Northwestern. We touched on this a little bit yesterday. Because Northwestern has never been in that mix. But, That's correct. So you have a team that is fringe top 25, probably top 35, I would say, going into the year. Iowa? Yeah.
2: I'd, I'd put them in top
4: 35, yeah. yeah. Right in that range. Uh-huh. Going to be a tournament team. Team expected. a seed good enough to at least you, win a game. You, you wouldn't think so. The one problem Throughout the whole tenure of Freya McCaffrey, in my estimation, he's been on the bubble a number of different times. Mm-hmm. On the bubble this year, didn't get there. Right. On the bubble back uh, the second year that they went to the NIT, the yes. year they made it all the way uh, to the championship to New game. New York, yes. They were on the bubble. If they would have beat Michigan State in one of the worst officiated games I've ever seen in Chicago against the Spartans, they would have been in the NCAA tournament. One game away. Same thing this year. At, one game away. Against, they beat Indiana. Uh, Indiana. They yeah. would have been in. But you can help yourselves and give yourself a little bit more wiggle room if you just schedule smarter. Not even better, smarter in the non-conference. Even go back, remember the first year that they had the collapse. It would have been the sophomore year. For uh, Gasell, Woodbury, that group. Right, and yes. And Roy Devin uh-huh. Marble is a yep. senior on that team. Yep. you're right. Even that year, as they fell apart, they lost, what, seven of their last eight? Yes,
2: it was terrible.
4: And uh, and down the stretch, Fran's son was diagnosed with cancer. cancer. I mean, there was yes. just so much going on there. They went to Dayton, played in the NCAA tournament, got beaten in a tight game in overtime by Tennessee. Mm-hmm. But... They weren't afforded the wiggle room that they should have. You look at any metric out there, and they say, oh, you know, your last 10 games doesn't matter how you're playing down the stretch. It absolutely does. Because any metric, Iowa should have been a top eight seed that year. They should have been an 8, maybe a 9 seed, but they were put in 11 because of how they played down the stretch, stretch. and and nobody can disagree. But they wouldn't have had that kind of wiggle room. It wouldn't have been that tight of even being a bubble team Mm -hmm. if they would have scheduled smarter in the non-conference. I I got the numbers for you. Okay. I got the numbers. So this year, we're talking about teams with an RPI of 250 or worse.
2: Now, this is their non-conference schedule.
4: Non-conference. This year, they had five of them. The year before, four. Year before that, four. Year before that, the bubble year we're talking about, they had five. Oof. Year before that, when they went to the NIT, seven. Oof. And six the year before that. These are all teams that at least played at the NIT. Three of them played in the NCAA tournament. Okay. But you played five, four, four, five, seven, and six, plus 250 RPI teams. That's bad. It doesn't matter when you go out and you schedule. You got the ACC Big Ten Challenge. For the most part, you No, know, you're going to get a good yeah, game there. Yeah. Sure. Because yep. Notre Dame this year, we saw him go to Carolina a right. couple of years ago. Yep. You're going to get a good game there. And this year, maybe it's a team like Syracuse. We'll see how it plays out. They're not in the Gabby games this year, where they played Marquette two years ago, Seton Hall this year. They're not a part of that this year. Fourteen Big Ten teams, only ten in the Big East. Somebody's got to fall off, and this is a year Iowa uh, for the off. Hawkeyes. Yep. They're playing up in Colorado uh, against Colorado up in, in Sioux, Sioux, Sioux Falls,
2: Sioux Falls, yes, yep.
4: in South Dakota at the Pentagon up there, mm-hmm. that cool building, and uh, that's a good one. Yeah. And they're in an exempt tournament. Not a very good one, though. Their exempt tournament is in the Cayman Islands. It's a new one, in fact. I share. like that. you got to like that. You going to get us there? I've got, how, do we, how do we make that happen? Not happening. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, Cincinnati is there, and then it's you know, a bunch of mid-majors. South oh. Dakota State, Buffalo, Louisiana, Lafayette. Oh, boy. So you just,
2: got Cincinnati, and that's it. Right.
4: I oh, mean, boy. pretty much set up. You anticipate they'll be on the other side of the bracket from each other, and yeah. that'll be the championship game. So you have that. There's an opportunity here, and already one of their non-conference bye games has been, uh, I saw it over on Tom Cakert's site on HawkeyeReport.com. Okay. Southern Utah, who was awful this year.
2: Terrible.
4: Terrible. You can get away with that once, twice, maybe three times. The problem continually for Fran McCaffrey has been the sheer number of those teams that you play. So instead of going and bringing in a terrible team from the MIAC, mm-hmm. an awful SWAC team, the Texas Corpus Christi's from the Southland. Yeah. Instead of those teams that year after year drag your non-conference strength of schedule down, go out and schedule a team like a Kent State. You know, yeah. go For, bring the, in Ohio, the MAC. Yeah, a, a decent, not not the team expected to win the conference. No, I don't. Don't go down that road. I'd but got, a team that's going to be yeah. picked middle of the pack in the sure. MAC, a Summit League team. It was Omaha this year. That was a good one. Yeah, you know, they're top one hundred and fifty. Now they beat Iowa this year. But, again, it didn't kill them. They were right there on the bubble, even with that loss. Even with the loss, right. So be smart about your bye games. Bring in opponents that make sense, that aren't going to kill you. And this is the time, with the Gavit games off the schedule, schedule a home-and-home. Home. You go to Iowa State this year, mm-hmm. make a call. Make a call to a Florida. Make a call to a program like that. Get a home-and-home. Home. If you can't get anybody from a major level, I'm not talking Kentucky, get no, anybody no, like I, that. No, I get that. No, I understand. But, you know, the next tier yeah, below sure. that, Make a call. And if they say no, if you can't find a partner that's willing to do a home-and-home home with you, make a call to Wichita State. They're going to be incredibly good. Tell Greg Marshall, I'll give you a two-for-one. You come to Iowa City twice, we'll
2: go there once. Sure. I, I Look, I, I'd love to see something like that take place. I have no idea why it doesn't. And I struggle in the arena, just like you, on why McCaffrey continues to schedule a Southern Utah Valley.
4: Well, and and that's not everybody has bye games. It's the number It's of the them. number of them. Yes, it's the number of them. Yeah. You can't have every one of your bye games be against terrible teams. He could he could
2: schedule Auburn he could schedule... Well, Auburn's not coming
4: for a bye game. No, well, no, that's, but no. Because that's what I'm talking about oh, most okay. importantly.
2: Okay, okay. Is but, the bye game? But, but when you talk, though, about scheduling a Wichita State or yes. something like
4: that... a home and I home. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could go Auburn. Yeah, that'd be a fun one. Bruce Pearl coming sure. back to Iowa City. Yeah. Got a storyline yeah, there. yeah. Go down there. Ex- They're it, ascending. It, They're getting better. Yeah, exactly. Not quite at the point people thought, but... Just something that continues sure. to stick in my craw. One of my big negatives of Fran is that one. And when I broke down the numbers, I was I was just amazed. We're, yeah. we're talking 250-plus in the RPI. At least four every year is high and, as seven.
2: And how many times do we sit here on this show and say, hey, look, I wouldn't pay my money to go see them play this team? Well, you, you know, know what?
4: That's People aren't going to pay for... Texas Rio Grand Valley. No, they're not going to pay for no. Ohio either. No, you know, but that is a one that isn't going to kill you. There aren't going to be two thousand more people that are going to come no, out I, to watch a mid a mid level MAC. Team. No, a decent they'd summit come see, team. They come see Auburn, right? But but again, I understand. I move the needle. Yes, yeah. I know. Okay, we will get the break when we come back. Get into some Iowa football. Derek Young from Scout. He's going to join us coming up here on the other side as we come to you live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. It's Jimmy B and TC.
1: Catch the biggest games. Westwood One Sports coverage of NCAA men's basketball on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Mr. Executive and Billion Automotive. Hey, it's Jimmy B.
4: And TC for Draft House Fifty on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft
2: House Fifty has forty-seven big-screen TVs for great viewing of any game—football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis—you name it. Hey, the Draft House Fifty can get it—even cricket. Draft House Fifty has a sensational menu featuring specialty
4: burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at ten a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House Fifty. A place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
5: Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you Geico has more than just great savings. Much more. Yes, while Geico could help you rack up more moolah faster than you can say metamorphosis, they've also been the fastest growing auto insurer for more than 10 years. That's more like it. Furthermore, Geico has fast and friendly claim service. That might seem like an oxymoron, but it's not. All the more reason to say no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. GEICO, expect great savings and a whole lot more. I'm Kevin Kubler with an NCAA Tournament Game Spotlight. Thursday in San Jose, a great matchup has Coach Bob Huggins, West Virginia Mountaineers, the four seed in the West Region, taking on Mark View's top seeded Gonzaga Bulldogs. The other West game will pair the 11-seed Xavier against the two-seed Arizona. Thursday also will have action from the Midwest region in Kansas City. You can hear Westwood One's exclusive coverage of every game of the NCAA tournament right here.
6: State Farm knows that life is like college basketball. Having the right combination can make all
3: the difference. Driving to the rim and singing fight songs. Fight, fight,
1: fight with all your
0: Good combination. Driving to the mall and singing fight songs. Shop,
1: shop, shop until we drop, drop,
0: Dad. drop. Dad. And I will stop, stop, stop.
3: That combination. At State Farm, we know the power of a good combination. Talk to an agent for help combining your home and auto into a plan that's right for you. State Farm, here to help life go right.
1: Sometimes diabetes can feel more like do not Don't do this, don't forget that. But with a little help from Walgreens, diabetes won't slow you down. Stop by for expert pharmacy care in-store or online via pharmacy chat. Pick up the medications you rely on and get savings on testing supplies from all major brands like OneTouch and Walgreens TrueMetrics. Walgreens has just what you need to do more with diabetes. Walgreens, at the corner of happy and healthy.
4: This just in, Wendy's is adding the quarter pound double stack as an option in the 4 for 4 for a limited time. With so much beef, that's a deal so good it should not exist. In related news, because their wings are too small for their bodies, bumblebees should not be able to fly. Here to comment, bees. Wait, we're not supposed to fly?
1: Kind of like how a quarter pound of beef should not be in the 4 for 4.
4: Yet it is. That's over a quarter pound of fresh beef with four nuggets, fries, and a Coke, all for just $4. Any other bee puns? No, we're
6: good, honey. At participating Wendy's for a limited time, meal includes four piece nuggets, small fries, and drink. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. For Wolf Construction, a plus rating from the Better Business Bureau,
2: wolfconstruction.net. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines.
1: Jim Brinson, Trent Condon. It's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent.
4: Welcome back to the uh, Wolf Construction Roofing Studios here in Urbandale. Jimmy B and TC. Time to... Get a little Hawkeye football. Yeah. Kirk Ferentz talking to the media yesterday. Mm-hmm. Derek Young from Scout.com and Hawkeye Insider. He was there, and he joins us right now on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Derek, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Ready for spring football?
7: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> After, uh, the no, dis-
4: we're ready for baseball. <laughs> we, are, <laughs> yeah. we are ready for baseball as well. Well, Derek, uh, certainly a lot of different storylines coming into the spring for Iowa. The first one and the most important one, I'm sure, for a lot of Hawkeye fans out there is just about the development of the offense, the change in system, the new coaches, and the new offensive coordinator in Brian Ferentz. Let's start right there overall. Nobody expects Iowa to come out and do the okie doke They're not going to be out there slinging around with five wide receivers. We all understand that. But what kind of changes, if anything, was talked about yesterday in the offensive scheme with Kirk Ferentz?
7: n uh, there's no really specifics, obviously, mentioned, and that's kind of, you know, the norm under Kirk Ferentz. You're not going to get a lot of details of what to expect. And even with this new change, we don't really know what to expect. It's more kind of speculation. And at this point, I think, I mean, you got to assume that they're going to revamp the passing offense in some way. I don't think you're going to – you're not going to see a spread offense like you suggested, but I think you're going to see maybe, you know, it'd be a little bit simpler offensively so everyone can kind of get down the terminology and just, you know, easier for the players to understand. So it might not look a whole lot different to us, but it might be a situation where it's a little bit different for the players. And then specifically, I think you'll see, you know, a change in maybe the route combinations and the route tree that Iowa employs and uh, maybe go a little bit more vertically instead of horizontally. I think that's something that's going to be a focus, but it's, Obviously not something you're going to hear straight from the, you know, about Kirk Ferentz.
2: Well, yeah, but, Derek, you know that Ferentz is going to sign off on everything. I mean, everything that's presented is got to be okayed by the old man. You know that.
7: Yeah, absolutely. He's going to – I mean, nothing, nothing gets done at Iowa, with the Iowa football program without his approval, and the same will happen this year in terms of new offenses, you know, new coaches. There be a lot of new faces, especially a wide receiver. Nearly you know, half that position meeting room right now isn't there yet. I mm-hmm. mean, they're mm-hmm. not on campus yet. They're just recruited four wide receivers, maybe five. If Trey Creamer plays wide receiver, that's still up in the air. So, you know, nearly half of that position meeting room isn't on campus yet. You're going to have a new quarterback as well. So there's a lot of uh, you know moving parts right now that I think makes this question kind of hard to answer. I think we'll have a little bit. You know, a, a clear identification of what this offense will look like after the spring, but I doubt the spring really gives us that much, you know, clarity as well.
4: Spring practices are normally very clunky under Kirk Ferentz. The offense seemingly always behind the defense. But one of the big issues—I brought this up earlier in the show today—for me on that defensive side of the ball is going to be the other defensive tackle spot opposite uh, Nathan Budget. A himself had some injuries last year. Depth certainly going to be a concern. We did see a little bit of Cedric Lattimore, and according to the uh, roster, looks like Lattimore's put on some weight on top of it.
7: Yeah, uh, I mean, this time last year, the roster, or a few months from now, when Cedric Lattimore was actually on the roster, it said he was 260 or 265, I believe, have him at 295 right now. I will say that I think that 260 was kind of a knock on him, because when we saw him in fall camp before the season last year, I mean, that was a guy that... You know, never really looked 260 or 265 pounds. Mm-hmm. I would imagine he was 280, 285 at that point. So I think for him, I think he did a lot of his homework before he got to campus. But he's got a guy that's already around 300 pounds. And at scout.com, we rate as a four star prospect coming out of high school. So he's someone that we thought had a lot of potential to begin with. And, you know, obviously the coach stepped up the same way. He didn't redshirt a year ago. So you had him. And then Brady Reif is someone that. Really, the light turned on for me to Kirk Ferentz over the course of the month of December for bowl preparation. And it, by all accounts, from what we heard uh, from the Iowa coach leading up to that bowl game and then listening to Kirk Ferentz yesterday, Brady Reef will be in the rotation of defensive tackle, obviously play more than two. I would imagine Labore does start next to Bunchena, but Brady Reef is going to make an impact.
2: Uh, we're having a great conversation with Derek Young right now on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, Trent made a great point earlier in the show today, and after he went through everything, I concurred. I want to pick your brain on it. He believes the Vandenberg injury is being swept under the rug and may be much worse than what is just being trickled out to the news media. Do you have your insight thoughts on that
7: i'm not I'm not willing to go that far on it yet, but it is definitely being downplayed, which does seem kind of interesting since it is the same injury, mm-hmm. and typically foot injuries are not something that should go um, without much you know focus on it in terms of the wide receiver position because in terms you know, there's you know, different parts of, or different injuries that affect different positions differently Well, some are more severe. Um, and when it comes to wide receivers, foot injuries tend to be ones that linger, tend to be ones that nag, and tend to be ones that can affect a player more than you would typically think so. So in terms of Bantamert being a wide receiver, a foot injury is a little concerning just because of what we've seen over time with wide receivers that do have Foot injuries, especially one that, from all accounts that I've learned, that he re injured the same foot, you know, mm-hmm. the same place. So, um, not that that would leave him more susceptible to do so, but you've got to wonder, you know, that injury is just not good for receivers in general, but how much can you continue to bounce back from it as well? They really, really need him. There's not one wide receiver on this roster that is close as to productive on the field that Vandenberg has been and it's already a receiving horde that was really, really lacking without him on the field. Now they don't have George Kittle. They really, really need him to be healthy. He's obviously going to miss all screen practice. The benefit of that is that, you know, that's more reps and hopefully more time for development for everyone else.
4: Germanique Smith, he's around back for his uh, junior season. You also saw Devontae Young get some playing time last year. Uh, what kind of leap can those guys make? Are, are they are they in a position where we could expect one of those guys step forward and catch 35-40 balls this year, or is even that too much of an expectation for either of them? If you just
7: look at what happened last year, you would, I mean, it's fair to say that that might be too big of an expectation wow. for either one of those guys because we just didn't see enough whether it was in games or the limited time we saw in practice, there was just nothing really flattering about this position. I mean, you have to be honest when you make that kind of evaluation or you want to answer that question. There wasn't anything we saw last year that would, you know, suggest that. But I will say when we saw Germanic Smith initially arrive on campus two years ago, that was somebody that looked like had the world of potential and should have been maybe catching 35, 40 balls a year ago. It just never happened. and never came to fruition. Now, is he fully capable and has that potential, absolutely. I would have thought that a year ago about him. So, this really has to be the time for him to take off because you don't have bird. He's the number one guy this spring, and he's definitely got to make that jump for this offense to be anywhere, to be better than it was last year, at least through the year. Because, yes, there's some young, bright spots at tight end, and you have to be excited about the potential from that position, but there's also nothing really exactly proven that's been on the field at tight end. So, you don't have that as a crutch this year like you did last year for while George Kittle was healthy. so And Devonta Young did flash as a freshman, but mm-hmm. he didn't play a lot. So there's just not a whole lot to draw from. But at this point in her careers, I have expected more from Jermaine Smith and Adrian Falconer, and this is a big spring if they're ever going to get there.
4: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. We're talking right now with Derek Young from ScoutHawkeyeInsider.com. Derek, well, we know the passing game is going to look different this year. Uh, many hopeful that it will be a return to – a little bit more of what we saw under Ken O'Keefe. He's back as the quarterback's coach. This is Nathan Stanley's job. I mean, Kirk said all the right things here, but, I mean, it, I I would be absolutely shocked short of an injury if Nathan Stanley isn't trotting out there against Wyoming.
3: Yeah,
7: for me, if he was not going to be the starter this year, and obviously you're not going to give him the job if he hasn't earned it per se, mm-hmm. but he would have been redshirting shirting a year ago if this wasn't, always going to be the plan for him to be the quarterback this year, at least in my eyes. You don't waste that kind of eligibility on a quarterback with that kind of potential. Again, he was someone that we rated as a four-star coming out of high school. He was in our scout 300. He has all of the arm talent. I mean, he's the he guy that, you know, was looked at as a major league prospect at one time, threw the ball, pitched over nine-mile an hour, broke the school record in basketball. He's quite the athlete, four-star in football. So he's got everything that you could possibly need from a tools perspective, and now it's, it's, I think it's just time to shine on the field. I think that you know, with a lot of youth around, it would be a good time for them to throw somebody like that. And yes, it might be a disadvantage for the offense initially because you have so much youth. You have wide receivers still trying to develop. You're going to have outside a Wadley, an entire new backfield, mm-hmm. but you have a great, but you have everybody returning on the offensive line and. That's a good crutch for a new quarterback to have, and I would just give, I would give the reins to Stanley, and I think they are going to because you don't red you would you would have redshirted him mm-hmm. a year ago yep. if you didn't think he was the guy. But he played last year very very sparingly because better got most of the snaps. But you don't give him those very few snaps if you don't believe that he's going to be the guy the following
4: year. No, absolutely, that's right. right. Derek, out of time for today. Good catching up with you again. Iowa City and spring practice getting underway tomorrow, the official start of practice. Join it as always, and we'll talk again soon. Derek, thanks for your time. Absolutely. Anytime, guys. See you, Matt. There you go.
2: That's the uh, latest as the uh, Hawks start to uh, wretched it up a little bit here now uh, in the spring for football. Quick break. We're coming right back, everybody. The Big
1: Talker 1700. The Big Games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700
4: KBGG.
5: The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including Swedish massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen, and the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me the spa at west Glen at 515-225-2642 that's 515-225-2642 or check them out online at RelaxDes Moines.com. dr heidi cook and the spa at west glenn
4: draft house 50 is your home for all the big dance basketball coverage wall-to-wall tvs excellent food and every brew under the sun for basketball you have one
0: spot to go draft house 50 mill civic parkway in west des moines Here's a question for you. Do you know this song? Okay, let's think about this. Why is it that everyone remembers hundreds of songs, almost note for note, they never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It's sticky. When you hear a song, or maybe a good advertising message, with some frequency week after week for about six months, it gets into your long-term memory even when you don't intend it to. You remember it because you heard it. That's why radio is the sticky advertising medium. You don't hear a newspaper or billboard, and really not a web page or a Facebook ad. Okay, TV has the power of sound, too, but advertising on TV week after week can be pretty expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then, when somebody's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio the power of sound.
1: Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President and Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Des Moines East and South Chamber of Commerce. The chamber promotes economic development to strengthen their members' businesses and enhance the quality of life in Des Moines. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members. For
6: Sure Roofing, LLC, Lovejoy Elementary, Consolidated Communications, Woodman Life, NAMI Greater Des Moines, University of Iowa Healthcare, Scott Jensen, Ramada Des Moines Airport Hotel, Staybridge Suites, Des Moines Downtown, Peace Tree Brewing Company, Des Moines Branch, SPW Bookkeeping LLC, DMARC, and Brianna Wingert Design.
1: The Des Moines East and South Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Des Moines East and South Chamber of Commerce online at dsmeastsouthchamber.org. Check that out. Is Bill doing the running man? Yep. Bill just switched to Cricket Wireless, and he's really feeling this whole free phone thing. Uh-huh? He got a free Samsung Galaxy M2 when he switched on a plan that's only $30 a month. Oh, is that the, the
2: cha-cha? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Shake those hips, Bill! Cricket Wireless. Something to
3: smile about.
7: Requires number ported and activation of eligible service. Minimum thirty dollars per month. First month service charge due at sale. Tax may apply. Fees and restrictions apply. Coverage not available everywhere. Thirty dollars per month plan not eligible for autopay credit or group save discount.
1: In your business, you trust people who, time and time again, get the job done. At Indeed.com, we deliver five times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. That's why over three million businesses use Indeed when they're hiring, because getting the job done matters. Right now, we're giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit.